Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> in our first reading, we hear the account uh, inside the church, about the church in its early days, and uh, we are told that um, some of the disciples went into the land of Samaria. And remember, in their time, the Samarians were not liked uh, by the Jews. So the disciples go, and the Samaritans uh, receive the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and they're enthusiastic about it, and they're filled with joy. And then we hear there's a report sent back uh, to the apostles. And last night, I likened it to a military thing. The soldiers went out, found that it was safe, and then the generals went. And <laughs> I know, right? That's how it works out. Um, and then <clears throat> uh, we, there's this notation. <clears throat> they were baptized, but they didn't have the fullness of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the apostles would lay their hands on them and call down the Holy Spirit to fill them so that we would be disciples and be strong uh, in the faith. And for us, that's a recognition of the sacrament of confirmation, the continuity between baptism and confirmation. Um, Peter tells the, uh, the Christians of his time, sanctify the Lord in your heart, sanctify, make him number one, make him holy in your heart. He used to be all. And he said, and keep your consciences clear. And this is a, a good... Uh, admonition to us. Be clear about your decisions and about what you say and about what you do, uh, because they will attack you. And uh, in that way, uh, don't allow them to call you hypocrites because of your own actions. And uh, what happens then is when you walk in holiness and truth, uh, they will not like you, but at least when they point it out to, you know, I don't like you because you're full of holiness and you make me look bad. My response to that would be, well, get you some Jesus. And and you will be holy, right? And so, my friends, uh, uh, twice the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Scriptures today, and last night I felt I should have been saying something about the Holy Spirit. Um, and um, so here it is. Uh, the statement is, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask my Father, and he will give you another advocate who will be with you always, the Spirit of truth. And... Uh, it goes on and it says, the world cannot accept because it does not know. And uh, my friends, uh, in our times, in our society, and even in our church, uh, we must rely on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's testimony to point out that which is not good and that which is not right and that which is sinful. And also to rely on the Holy Spirit to tell us uh, what is good and what is holy and to tell us about the very presence of the Lord. Because as it is, we people in this world, we get so used to the ways of the world uh, that we cannot detect. And many people fall into that. If you want to accept the testimony of this world in its entirety, go ahead. But you are going to find that life is very difficult. And so we rely on the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, my friends, this word advocate that is used, the, the Greek word is parakletos, and it is a word used in ancient judiciary to describe a person assisting the accused. The task was to provide a legal assistance, and parakletos was therefore a defender, an advocate, an intercessor, a helper, and the word is used deliberately by our Lord. You will send another advocate. There is another very important meaning hidden in the word paraclete. 
comforter. The paraclete then referred to is the Holy Spirit. He supports us on the path of faith. He justifies us while Satan continues to accuse the human race. As well, the Holy Spirit comforts us and does not allow us to give in to despair or discouragement. So many meanings hidden in the word. Jesus says, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father. And something even more. And I will love him and reveal myself to him. And my friends, Jesus in this case is not talking about things in the abstract. He's talking about them very concretely and tangibly. And if we wonder uh, if we keep the love of God, if we are doing his commandments, what are those things? And uh, um, so I want to try to simplify this for you. Um, because when Jesus said, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, I believe from my studies in the scriptures, he is not talking about the commandment, the Ten Commandments. That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about the Mosaic laws. He refers to them deliberately when he, refer, when he wants to talk about them. In this, he said, my commandments. So let us look at what his, his commandments. And to sum it up, it is love. But you're going to need more than that because that's just too general. So I understand that. So I went and I compiled, if you will, things that Jesus said to help us understand his commandments. And um, he's talking about an attitude we have towards God, towards ourselves, and to each other. So I'm going to begin with the do nots. Jesus said, do not return evil for evil. He says, nothing is achieved by this except for the glorification of darkness. So don't do this. He said in a roundabout way, do not unjustly judge your neighbor. And the way he puts it in the words that are used and says, do not judge others, we think that we should have nothing to say. But that is not what the rest of the scriptures tell us. So it could be, it must be then, do not unjustly judge your neighbor. No one can know all the facts in any particular situation except for the Father who reads the human heart. Therefore, be careful. And then next, he would say, do not condemn your neighbor. And by condemn, he means do not condemn them to hell. You may take a look and judge that their actions are not right. But leave condemnation to the Father. Do not overcome by worry and anxiety in this world about how you will look and what you will eat and where you will live, as if these are the most important things. Make first your concern to live a life worthy as the son and daughter of the living God, and the rest will fall into place. But that's on God's calendar and schedule. There's a whole bunch of things that I wanted years ago and they haven't happened. I know they'll happen, but it's on God's schedule. The other thing that Jesus said is, do not look back once you have decided to follow me, meaning Jesus. He said it in a parable. Once you have made what you are sure is the right decision in your life, go forward trusting God is with you on this. But that requires prayer for that type of discernment. And this one, so important also today, do not give up hope 
in times are challenging. This is what Peter is getting at with that second reading. It's going to be rough, but keep your fealty to Jesus Christ. Keep trusting in Jesus and in the Father. Jesus tells us, you have faith in God, have faith in me. He's talking about all his words and everything he said. The other thing Jesus said, remember, you are worth more than all the sparrows on the earth. That means to understand the dignity that you have. My friends, yesterday was uh, the anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. And uh, when I thought about this, there was a something, and you don't have to believe what the servant of God, Sister Maria Lucia, said, but I would pay very close attention. Uh, she is on the fast track to sainthood as her companions, the seers, the other two little ones, already saints. But here's what she said. At the end of the first apparition, as she pronounced, she, meaning Our Lady, as she pronounced these words, I don't need to get into what those words are. You can go and look and see what she said. Our Lady opened her hands, communicating a light so intense that its rays penetrated our hearts and our innermost soul. Here's the key. Making us see ourselves in God. She's talking about dignity. The dignity that is yours now. She went on, making us see ourselves in God, who was that light. And we see more clearly, meaning she saw then, more clearly than we see ourselves in the best of mirrors. She went on to say, we fell to our knees, repeating in our hearts, almost holy trinity, I adore you, my God, my God. I love you in the most blessed sacrament. Referring to the Eucharist. So my friends, here are the do's that Jesus put forth that I believe when he says, keep my commandments. Do let the light of your goodness shine before people. In doing so, you will help others find the way to my Father. And he will be glorified in this. Here's the tough one, friends. Love your enemies. To be kind to those who do not like you and to those who have been unkind to you is difficult, but you will be able to do this. And he says, if you do this, you will be salt and light of the earth. The other do that Jesus said. Do forgive those who sin against you. And this is a key piece. Then you will have no fear regarding your own sins. For my Father will forgive you. Jesus repeated that over and over again. If you do not forgive, my Father will not forgive you. So Father Mark forgives people who are mean to him. I forgive you. Blessings, go on with your life. Go on, now get out of here. <laughs> I do enough to get myself in trouble with Jesus, <laughs> and I don't need to have that over my head. It is difficult, because some things that people do are difficult, and forgiveness is hard. But when Jesus makes it personal like this, I just do it. 
see that your hearts and minds are clean. Then your thoughts and words and deeds that follow will be clean also. Love one another as I have loved you. Then all will know that you are my disciples. And Jesus said this also. Take this bread and eat it. Take this cup and drink it. Do this in memory of me. In the Eucharistic banquet, you will find the nourishment you need to live those lives of goodness and holiness in this world. The food of the Holy Eucharist gives us strength to do his word and to live really as his disciples. And as the scripture tells us, I send an advocate to you, the Holy Spirit, a paraclete. When you are weak, he will be with you. When you are happy, he will be there. The Spirit comforts us in all times, sorrow and in joy. He enlightens us in times of darkness and confusion. It makes us courageous and strong in times of weakness. Bene Creator Spiritus. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And finally, Jesus, love one another as I have loved you. Those are his commandments. That is what he is talking about. And if you do this, he will be in you. You will be in him. And ultimately, you will be in the heart of the Father. So my friends, I hope in a very simple way I put together what Jesus was looking for, what he wants from us, and how to understand his commandments. And by no means did he diminish the Mosaic law. He just helped us to understand them and to live them out. The other thing that Jesus told us is not to be afraid and not to have despair. So my friends, if you don't know even how to talk about the commandments and what Jesus wants, talk about this. The future is filled with hope and light and love. Life is worth living. And we need to communicate this to our young people, our little ones, our teenagers, our young adults, because the world has been subtly and in a loud way telling them the opposite and telling them to react with fear and with violence. That is not of Jesus. He said, do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be overcome. We need to know this, but we need to share this with our young people. The glory and the hope and the love and the bright future ahead. They need to hear this and understand it and let it wash over them. You can at least do this. Amen? <laughs>